This is Late Night Help. This is the radio show that cares about the most important part of your life, your health. During the next two hours, the insane Daryl Wayne and I are going to talk about everything from e-cigarette flavorings to a company that produces a wide variety of products to make us healthy. Uh, We'll be talking about uh, spirituality and health with Robert Clancy, and we're going to wrap up our show today uh, talking with Tabitha Mays, the founder of Spirits Landing, and find out what she's doing in the Los Angeles area that could be duplicated throughout the country, helping people achieve what they want in life. I'm Mark Allen. Welcome to Late Night Help. Uh, our first guest today, we're going to talk about e-cigarettes. We've done that before, uh, and we should probably bring uh, uh, Mark... Um, what's Mark's last name? Burton. Mark Burton, yeah, back on. He's doing music now, but I think he's still involved in e-cigarettes, and we'll find out about that. It's a, probably a good idea. Uh, we're going to uh, speak now with Scott D. Balin. He spent more than 40 years involved in issues related to tobacco and public health. Uh, Scott, welcome to Late Night Health. Thank you. Glad to be here. What is your background? In other words, do you have an educational background in this, or are you... Uh, yes, I have been working in this area, and a lot of it focused on the FDA. For 40 years, I actually wrote the petitions when I was at the American Heart Association to the FDA seeking um, authority to have uh, tobacco products regulated. It was a big battle for many, many years. We finally won that battle. Uh, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and Congress had to pass the law. Are you the guy who? Are you the guy who who said smoking could be hazardous to our health on the cigarette packs? Oh, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, we picked up on that. That was um, I. What that we was in the '60s. To, uh, advance and, and uh, update those labels in Congress, and uh, one of the leaders in in the, in the battle was. Uh, Congressman Henry Waxman from your your area, right? And, uh, so we took on the industry uh, and pushed forward with that, and it took a while to get it. But uh, here we are talking about many of the same issues, but uh, with new opportunities and new new challenges. You know, um, you're working. You've worked in recent years at the University of Virginia. Virginia is a big tobacco state, isn't it? Are yeah, they still it growing is, it? But the University of Virginia, uh, I got involved with them um, as a, a consultant. What they have been trying to do is what uh, actually President Carter tried to do in 1985, and that is to bring the stakeholders into the same room and have a, a discussion about uh, how to better regulate these products and wh- how to deal with some of the public health issues associated with it. UVA has a huge medical school. They're yes. very well known um, for it. And the people that I've been working there with there are um, their purpose is to try to bring those stakeholders together. They did it with the public health community and the tobacco farmers to find solutions uh, to their issues, both public health issues and uh, and also the issues related to growing. And the UVA is still doing this with respect to trying to deal with some of these new issues and new t- uh, kinds of products appearing on the market, such as e-cigarettes. So, have you ever been a smoker yourself? No, never been a smoker. I used to, when I was in college, when I would drive uh, down to our family's place in Virginia, I'd puff on a pipe once in a while, but that was about it. And just never really uh, tried cigarettes. I didn't find them 
uh, appealing. I didn't, uh, you know, it didn't do anything for me. Right. It's interesting. You say that about the pipe because you, I had a flash to my first semester in college. My girlfriend, I was 18. She thought it was really sexy to have a pipe. Yep. And the right. smell was great. And the smell was great, much better than cigarettes. You got it. <laughs> but um, she dumped me or I dumped her, I'm not sure which. So I smoked a pipe only in front of her for about three months. Hmm. And it did me no good, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, uh, so it really wasn't worth it uh, uh, all in all. However, I hated cigarette smokes and smoking and I used to hide my mom's cigarettes my uh, I would throw them out I you know try because I in school even back when I was going to school you know elementary and junior high and high school they would talk about the harmful effects of tobacco including and, stunting your growth that was what an appeal to a lot of young kids. <laughs> yeah, well, well, apparently that one, uh, I, I had that naturally, uh, according to uh, uh, my uh, uh, illustrious partner here, um, uh, Mr. Wayne. Um, you're over six feet, aren't you? Yeah, it's six, uh, two and a half, if I stand wow. up straight, which it, I haven't probably for 45 yeah, years. Yeah, I just saw me myself on video the other day, and I looked like a crotchety old man anyway um no comment no come on anyway uh, you know i've never liked cigarettes i don't like pipes um a friend of mine uh smokes cigars on a regular basis yucky i mean all these have i mean from mouth cancer to all these things and now they have e-cigs e-cigarettes vaporized something in your opinion scott are they healthy are they safe I wouldn't use the word healthy. They are <clears throat> they are uh, lower in risk compared to the deadly cigarette. It's people forget that uh, it's the smoke that kills you. Uh, we have four hundred eighty thousand premature deaths due to smoking, and, <clears throat> and when you light tobacco on fire and breathe it into your lungs, that's what's killing people. There's a misperception as well that it's the nicotine that causes disease and and cancer, and that's not it. Yes, it is addictive. But it's not the, the villain in, in all of this with respect to getting cancer, heart disease, strokes, et cetera. And, and the public is, um, hasn't been educated well enough. So often when the people talk about e-cigarettes having nicotine in them, they say, well, it's just as dangerous as a, as a cigarette. Um, but it's very, very, uh, that's not the case uh, in terms of the, the, the data and information that's out there. Even those people who are opposed to e-cigarettes at least acknowledge that they are, they are lower at risk. They're not safe. Nothing in our society is safe, whether it's our foods or anything else we do. Oh, come on. You buy organic at home. I know you do. Um, <laughs> what about the nicotine, though, grabs you in? And there's been some evidence that e-cigs can lead to tobacco smoking itself. Yeah, that's called the gateway effect. If, you, if you're using nicotine in a, uh, you know, in a different form, that people may gravitate uh, towards cigarette smoking. That may be the case for some people, but it's clearly not the case for all people. There, and that's why there are a lot of people moving the other direction, a lot of smokers. And we've got 30 million adult smokers out there who have tried to quit, can't quit, or want to quit, 
they've tried the patches and gums, and those are nicotine-based, and the nicotine comes from tobacco, and they're right. flavored products. Uh, but more and more of these people are gravitating to trying uh, e-cigarettes um, and uh, finding that that is a transition product for them. And we've got to be careful as we approach the issue related to youth, and that's a very serious problem. I don't want to undermine it, but we have to remember that there are 30 million people out there costing this country $300 billion in health care costs and lost productivity who need help as well. And be, because, of, because, of, because they've smoked. Because they smoke. And if, they, if we give them lower-risk alternatives, uh, and that could be e-cigarettes, but it also could be these uh, products like Swedish Snooze, which is a uh, pasteurized, uh, non-combustible form of tobacco that comes in a little pouch, and you get your nicotine uh, by putting it in your mouth. And chewing uh, it. And if we can get people to use some of these other alternative products that have been developed over the last 10, 15 years, we may save a lot of lives and, uh, and prevent the disease and death, the number one cause of disease and death in this country, from cigarette smoking. You mentioned that cigarette smoking, the nicotine, I guess, is the trap. But there are other elements. I mean, there are hundreds of, of, of chemicals in tobacco smoke. Yeah, it's estimated to be 5,000, and, and many of those uh, obviously have been identified as cancer-causing or having effects on the cardiovascular system, etc. Uh, I also like to always point out to people that tobacco is being used to develop medicines. So I always tell people it's not the tobacco that's killing you, it's how you use it and in what form. Um, you know, the Ebola vaccines are being developed by using tobacco leaves, and uh and genetically modified tobacco. And so there's a whole world out there that needs to be educated about what tobacco is and is not. And that includes what nicotine is and, and it, is not. And we talked about, a couple of years ago, we talked about nicotine uh, as a medicine. And, yes. and there were several studies at the time that indicated that nicotine could be a useful uh, product uh, of course, then Big Pharma will get hold of it, and um, and down that rabbit hole we we all go. Our guest is Scott D. Balin. He's a uh, uh, independent health policy consultant, and we are talking about e-cigarettes. We're uh, coming up on a break in about a minute. Uh, there's something wrong to me about cherry-flavored vapor. Because to me, young kids are going to like that. Or juicy fruit. Or many of these other flavorings. The FDA has some new rules and regs. We're going to talk about that. And we'll also talk about the fact that the FDA commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, uh, who left, has released uh, the agency's anticipated um, drug policy restricting e-cigarette sales. Uh, I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Scott Balin and I return in just a couple of moments. Please join us at LateNightHealth.com, LateNightHealth.com, and also Facebook.com slash LateNightHealthRadio. More coming up. Don't go away. Welcome to Guide to the Soul. This is Robert Clancy. Opening your heart is the only way to allow all the light in. 
Unconditional love does exist, but it takes trust, something not a lot of people are willing to give. But how can you expect it if you don't provide it too? All hearts are refillable, rechargeable, and renewable. So why worry about being burned? By giving, you have everything to gain. Think of how beautiful your life would be if someone loved you without barriers, gave all of their heart to you without conditions, and wrapped their soul around you like it was your last day on earth. Today, you can be that person for someone else. For more inspiration from Robert Clancy, visit GuideToTheSoul.com or go to the Moments with Robert page on LateNightHealth.com. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com.